Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. It's The List and your boy with Jimmy Van and Sean Ross with Jimmy and Sean, sell pills for your dumb. Make a fantastic song. Make a fantastic song. What's up, you guys? <laughs> Sean Rossap, managing editor. Did you see the beginning of last night's SmackDown show uh, that we did? No, I did by not. Chance? So I'm sure Brady and... Uh, by the way, guys, listen, you boy, number 133, it is July 31st. I'm sure Brady or Nigel can tell me how I can let the other person see me. Uh, that way they'll be able to see. But last night, Alex and I saw that end of SmackDown. And as soon as we got on, on with each other, we just started to laugh. <laughs> and I hit start broadcast. I was like, we're going to rock with this. Like, <laughs> we're not going to even say anything to each other. Uh, so yeah, we'll have to to check out those visual cues. I, I b- before you get into your list, Jimmy, I want an immediate reaction. I want your immediate reaction in one word before we get into the list. What did you think of that Roman Reigns segment on SmackDown? One word. Wow. <laughs> I I mean I I have it on my list for later, but if you want, we can talk about it uh, now. Ah, well, we got lots to talk about, Jimmy. We do. You know. I'm I'm in a weird line of work, right? Yes, you are. I am too, to a degree. Like sometimes people will send me stuff. Sometimes companies send me stuff. Uh huh. Brisk, the iced tea company, nothing you would know about in Canada. Uh, they don't do tea up there. Hit me up a while back and tried to like let me know that they had come to an agreement with The Rock or Roman Reigns or something. And I was like, cool, get me a Roman Reigns interview. Uh-huh. They did not do that. Uh huh. But what they did do. Is send me this. <laughs> so basically, they had a deal with the studio, was what they had. Oh, yeah. Probably. Nothing with The Rock and nothing with Roman Reigns. They had probably a deal with the not. studio. What they sent me, and don't buy this, guys. They're not sponsoring the show, so don't buy this. They sent me cans of whoop ass. And the gimmick is how do you open a can of whoop ass? Now, I don't give a shit about that, but let me tell you, Jimmy. The most valuable thing they sent me is the foam that surrounded it, which I can put up on my walls now. So There you go. I was going to say I would keep that and not open it because you never oh, know. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to yeah. keep it and not open it. I don't yeah. need to drink that. What the hell? Yeah, it could be a collector's item, you know? Yeah, So we are we are one week away. Uh, Sean Rossap almost didn't make it because he didn't tell my flight attendant that his wife had changed her name on her passport. So he okay, almost didn't let's, make it. Let's be fair. Let's be fair. Your flight attendant also sorry, my didn't travel agent, my travel agent, not travel my flight attendant. Yeah, also didn't change the flight from Friday to Thursday or Wednesday. 
Well, which really anyway. doesn't matter because you wouldn't have gotten on the plane anyway. Sure, but so, that's nothing new for me. I guess that's true. That's true. One week away, so that means that next week, next Wednesday, Sean Ross Sapp is going to do this podcast live from my media room. He's, I'm going to put him in a nice recliner like this. We're going to do this together. And uh, you showed me your schedule. You've got There's a lot of stuff going on oh, in yeah. Toronto next week, a lot. I'm busy. WWE invited me to stuff. What the hell is going on? Yeah, which is really cool. And I was telling Sean, you know, why would OWE book a show at 3 o'clock on a Wednesday? Why would you do that? They're running it through Smash Wrestling. Smash Wrestling has the venue all week. I get they have the venue all week, but you want to do a show in front of 12 people? Why would you do it at 3 o'clock on a Wednesday? Doing stuff all week. There are going to be spots filled throughout the entire week there. You think people are going to... I don't. I didn't say anything no, about no, no, no. what well, I think people will do. I'm asking your opinion. Do you think that people are going to travel into Toronto on Wednesday for weekend wrestling events to go to OEW at three o'clock? I I no, don't OEW. know what the end game is, Jimmy. We've got Joey Ryan matches that did 4.4 million views on YouTube this week. So I mean, I don't. I'm not going to pretend to know the inside out. I mean, they got a YouTube channel. They they might want to throw some stuff up there with some English commentary. I don't know if they're doing it for content. I don't know if they're doing it for eyeballs. I know that I interviewed um, OWE VP Michael Knee about it. Those are up on Fightful.com. Do you know how weird it is, Jimmy, when somebody's like, oh, yeah, I, I was able to talk to the All Elite Wrestling Vice President Chris Harrington. Do you know him? I'm like, yeah, he wrote for Fightful at one point. That's right. wild, man, that when somebody refers to him in an interview, I'm able to hyperlink to a Fightful author page. It is incredible what uh, Chris Harrington's been able to do. Uh, good for him. Yeah. And Michael Nee, I wasn't able to put the audio up because, you know, pretty thick accent, kind of hard to decipher. He had some great insight. Uh, I'm really looking forward to checking out some of that and hopefully interviewing some OWE stars. There's a lot of AEW wrestlers there, but... I'm supposed to talk to Jordan Grace, supposed to talk to RJ City, who is a name you guys are going to really see emerge in the coming weeks. Uh, I'm supposed to talk to a few other people who I don't want to name yet because I don't want to fall through. But I got a lot going on, Jimmy. And you always have a lot going on, so this is going to be a crazy week. It's going to be a crazy week, yep. We're planning on uh, Sean and I and Brady and maybe Nigel are planning on uh, coming to the office to watch NXT TakeOver on uh, Saturday, coming to the office to watch SummerSlam on Sunday, do a live podcast afterwards. That's the plan right now. So that's all going to be interesting. I want to move on and talk about a friend of Fightful, Chris Van Vliet. Yeah. So in January in Vegas, we did the first Fightful Feast with Chris Van Vliet. And one of the things that I said to him was, you know, you are the kind of prototypical guy. And I used WWE as an example, but I said, you're the kind of prototypical guy that they go after for a reporter or interviewer type position because he's got the aesthetics and, uh, and he's got the pedigree, too. And he said, yeah, I've heard that. He said, I've heard that. <laughs> yeah, he's heard that. He That's knows what he that. said. Come on. Well, he's it, got mirrors. You know he owns one. It has been announced that Chris Van Vliet is the new backstage interviewer for AEW on TNT. The man owns a Tesla. Going to tell me he doesn't own a mirror. Come on now. Good and, for him. He's, yeah, he's for a, sure. He's an A-plus dude. He that is. guy. He is. Like, here, here's the thing. So, you know it as well as anybody. You see a lot of people, how they act in front of the camera. Yep. Sometimes they get off that camera, they act a little bit different. Chris mm-hmm. Van Vliet is one of the most genuinely kind people I have met in this line of work. And we've met some real shitheads, Jimmy. Yes, we have. Uh, Chris Van Vliet is incredible. Yes, Just he such is. a nice dude. And yep. He is couldn't the, happen to a nicer guy. And he is the same guy off camera, like you just said. He's the same guy off camera that he is on camera. Uh, and he's a really good dude. I texted him to say congratulations. He got right back to me. And, uh, and good for him. What does this mean for Alicia A.? I don't think she's still with them. I've been trying to figure out a little bit more about that, but somebody told me she's definitely still not with them. But, I mean, I see her interacting with AEW and Cody and all those people on social media. So I I don't know what's happening there. I'm not going to pretend I do. I might try to reach out. But there were some good people in the running for this gig. Like, um, I had heard that John Alba was in in, the running for this or at least submitted his name, and that guy – is really good. John Alba is going to be a guy that you all see. Alicia Tout, if you know, she was the name that everybody thought was going to happen. She's also very good. So there are there's a really good crop 
of talent available. And here's the thing. I, I hear that WWE wants to see a lot of these people go out and have conversations on their own a lot like Chris Van Bleet does. And it's so funny because I know that some of these people, when they were told that, they're like, do you see what you all do to interviewers? Why Why do you care? Right. Like, right. It's, it's amazing. Like They, they change them. These people. Yeah, they do. Well, I and mean, I'm, I'm sorry. Here's the thing. If if AEW really wants to maximize Chris Van Vliet, and this is a full-time deal, which I have not confirmed yet, you want to talk about a guy that can get you buzzed. Are, are some of these talent getting the exposure that they would be if Chris Van Vliet isn't interviewing them? It's true. I mean, hey, I'm very confident in myself, but look at the interview he did with MJF and the one I did. Ours did very good numbers for our channels. MJF's has blown up. Yep, yeah. I mean, that's they get the Chris Van Vliet rub. He's a very successful dude. Yep, I, I think it's a really good pick. I think that Alicia, with all due respect to her, she's still very young and very inexperienced. Uh, and you can tell she's a little nervous when she's on camera with these guys, whereas Chris kind of owns it uh, because he's much more experienced, and he's interviewed everybody from Hollywood movie stars to independent pro wrestlers. So what I would say to Alicia A is I would keep doing independent stuff. She's based uh, in the greater Toronto area. She should do some independent stuff. Hook up with Smash Wrestling. Hook oh, up she, with... she does that stuff all the time. She needs she and she needs... all the time doing that. And she yeah. has to keep doing it. She has to keep doing it. Because I think she's got a future, but I, I definitely think when you think about AEW on TNT and when you think about how important it is that they come out of the gate running, Chris is going to do more for you at this stage than she is. So she needs to uh, just get more experience, you know? Yeah, and uh, hey, let's be honest. There there could very well be a situation where the company develops and they end up with both of them. Yeah, that could very well happen, yeah. I mean, when's the last time WWE had one backstage interviewer? And honestly, it's probably good to have a male and a female and... That's a pretty solid talent pool to be picking from at this stage. There's a lot of there's a lot of good announcers out of there out there. There's a lot of good interviewers out there. And if you're going to be an interviewer, you got to own it. You got to you got to travel like Alicia does. You got to travel like Chris Van Vliet does. That's I something agree. that I've I've noticed myself, Jimmy. I was telling you off the air. I've made a lot of moves to make that happen myself. I'm excited for next week. Yeah, it's going to be a fun week. We'll see how it goes. I want to move on to talk about Vince McMahon because last Thursday, uh, July 25th. WWE announced their second quarter earnings. Uh, we're not going to go into detail. You can go to Fightful.com. We have an entire detailed thing about their earnings. Uh, they did their conference call like they always do. And Vince McMahon took a subtle shot at AEW. Uh, and some of his comments have already kind of come back to bite him a little bit. Yeah. And I want to read one quote from Vince McMahon. He said, there will be something we do in terms of a direction of content. More controversy, better storylines, but at the same time, we're not going to go back to the, quote, attitude era, and we're not going to do blood and guts and things of that nature, such as being done on perhaps a new potential competitor. Uh, he then went on to say that they won't go back to, quote, that gory crap, and they are, quote, a more sophisticated product, Sean. What, yeah. did you, what did you think when you heard all that coming out of Mr. Man's mouth at the... Uh, on Please. the uh... <laughs> Please, uh-huh. man. Um, I'm gonna do. I thought about doing a full video on it. Like I said, got the new fancy camera equipment. Gonna try to do some new content. I'm gonna do some sit down, like opinion pieces. And this was gonna be one of them, but I felt it was a little bit dated. So we'll talk about it here. That shit is so insulting, Jimmy. <laughs> that, here's the thing: the the content is often insulting to somebody's intelligence. But that statement is insulting to the intelligence. That This reminds me of the time when Stephanie McMahon went out there and said, oh, like my father always told me, it's okay to make a mistake, but don't make the same mistake twice. And this was days after he decided to reboot the XFL. Mm-hmm. And a few days after Vince McMahon did this, they have Seth Rollins bleeding from his mouth and all this is a, we're a couple months removed from Usi Hot. Yeah. Yeah. Where this just happened. Yep. Yep. I mean, when he says a more sophisticated product, does that mean that the, the wrestlers are going to play a game of chess before you get in the ring? Like, what I'm, the okay with more sophistic- I'm okay with more sophisticated storylines, but pro wrestling is a variety show. Okay. They had Maria out there telling uh, Mike that she was going to kick him in the vagina. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? Sophisticated I, maybe, product. Yeah. I think maybe he should have said mature, but I don't know if he wanted to say mature because of the implications of, oh, TV mature. You know, there's there friggin' wieners out there that are like, 
it doesn't need to be TVPG. As if that matters. <laughs> they yeah. can put whatever they want on TVPG. And he probably doesn't want he doesn't want advertisers to think, oh great, your your average viewer is already skewing old, and now you're going to say mature yeah. product. That could make make sense, but yeah, obviously after that Brock Lesnar beatdown. Everybody is kind of crapping on him for the blood and guts and gory and all that kind of stuff. And obviously, I think he was taking a shot at the Cody Chair shot. Like, it sounds to me that's where he was kind of coming from with that. And yes. maybe the Darby Allen stuff and maybe the, the Moxley Cody and Janela. Cody and Dustin, Yeah, too, Cody, probably. Dustin. And obviously, I bet you Vince has not seen anything with AEW. He's probably just been told what happened, you know. But yeah. uh, anyway, let's move on to SummerSlam since you're coming into Toronto, Canada next week for SummerSlam. This has been a very short, because it's only been a few-week build for SummerSlam, a very short and a very polarizing build, I find, for SummerSlam. Some of it has been, I think, pretty good. Uh, some of it has been the shits. And, uh, and I want to talk to you about it a little bit. The first thing I want to talk to you about is the Natty-Becky story. Because when they first made it clear that Natty was going to challenge Becky for the, for the Raw Women's title, I was very skeptical of that choice. I looked at Natty, with all due respect to her, as a, uh, what, do you, what, do you, what did you joke about Helms, a good hand? I, I, I thought Natty was a good hand. I thought Natty was a mechanic. I didn't look at Natty as a contender, especially going into SummerSlam. And I was wrong. I think they've done a pretty good job with it, Sean. Uh, but the only thing I can say is, and, and tell me if you think I'm right or wrong, I wish they would do more. Like on social media, they talked about their, their past in Japan. Becky showed photos on social media of the two of them uh, in Japan. But they haven't gone that far into it on television. Same thing with the Ronda Rousey connection. They've addressed the Ronda Rousey connection, but they should do more. Maybe have Ronda do a pre-tape or something. Like I feel like they should do more. My God, she's out there interviewing all the wrestlers. You can't say, hey, listen, if you want to do that, maybe, maybe throw us a pre-tape. Yeah, like I think that'd be a good was, idea, you know? That was a little selfie video. Something. something, something, I agree. So I wish they would do more. I love the footage of Natty being trained by Fit Finley how to block the armbar. I loved it. Uh, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of when Vincent Mann was going to wrestle Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he had, <laughs> he had Jerry Briscoe showing him how to counter the stunner. Do you remember that? Yeah, 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 so I do. So I really liked that. I thought that was really good. I didn't understand Natty's promo. I want to challenge her to a submission match, but I'm not going to. I didn't understand what the hell that was about. but there's, if, there's a lot of weird stuff going on right now, man. But if they're going in that direction, I really like it. I like it. It's, it's different for a women's match in WWE, and it reminds me of Bret Austin, WrestleMania 13, right? I, which I, I just watched for an upcoming Fightful Select Retro review, okay. actually. So, like, the day that that challenge was laid down, I watched that match again, and the funny thing is Ken Shamrock was in the middle of that. Like, imagine if they put Ronda Rousey in the middle of that. They that could. Would, that would make a lot of sense. I think that would the, the parallels would be kind of cool there. Yeah, Why not? They could. Assuming assuming Ronda's not pregnant right now, which right. I don't know. Right. But uh, yeah, I, I enjoy that. I think that Natalia is. I think it's it's good to have her there, considering the Canada connection. I don't quite understand the Ember Moon build. She wins, and then all of a sudden she loses and gets her ass kicked. Okay. That was that was on my uh, that was on my con list for summer for the SummerSlam build. Okay, but, so uh, if, you, if you just want to address the, yeah. the pros right now, yeah, um, the reformation of the club is yes. fantastic. I agree. I'm really digging that. Yep, I agree. Miz versus Dolph Ziggler is probably going to change. I yes. don't see that happening the way that it is. Yep. I love Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton. I agree with that, too. I love the video package. I love that they address the passy. The one thing that we talk about a lot on the show is that WWE doesn't sometimes want to give the fans enough credit. They don't want to understand that the fans aren't stupid. They know what's going on. They know about the backgrounds. They know that Kofi used to talk with a Jamaican accent when he wasn't, you know, Jamaican, at least, you know, born and raised. They, they know this, and yet on TV they would make like you don't know it. So I love the fact that Randy Orton called them out on that. I love the fact that they showed the clip of him, you know, yelling stupid at Kofi because everybody knows about that too. I like it when they tell you the real-life stuff because everybody knows it. And so I really like that package a lot. Dolph Ziggler, if they're going to go in the direction of Dolph and Sean, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping they go in the direction of Dolph and Sean, that might be the first Dolph Ziggler feud that I'm interested in in years. Because how many years have they looked at Dolph Ziggler? How many years have we looked at Dolph Ziggler and said, this guy is a Shawn Michaels wannabe? He went to tights from trunks. He started the super kick as his finisher. He was tuning up the band for a while. Do you remember that? 
Yep. So like how how many how many years have we looked at him as a Shawn Michaels wannabe? Now they're saying it on television that he's a Shawn Michaels wannabe. It would make perfect sense to do a match with Shawn. I don't think anybody wants to see Dolphin Miz at SummerSlam. Dolphin Shawn, I think, would be great. I would love to see that match. Have do you th- and and apparently the word is that it is going to be a bait and switch with Dolphin Miz. So do you think they might actually get Shawn in the ring? I think they can. I mean, obviously they were able to for Saudi Arabia last year. I don't know why they wouldn't for. SummerSlam, which, you know, I used to identify that pay-per-view a lot with Shawn Michaels because he was in big matches for for several years at SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they should. I don't think it should be The Miz versus Dolph Ziggler at all. Why would you? It's happened literally over 20 times. And on a show where you've got Ricochet versus AJ, that's happened a ton. You've got Kofi versus Orton, that's happened a few times. Brock and Seth has happened several times, although not. In not in a full match, um, but Shawn Michaels. The thing is, he's never been that interested in wrestling. Even with the Saudi Arabia thing, he wasn't that interested in it. So yeah, he did it for the money in Saudi Arabia, and and obviously WWE is so profitable they could throw him as much money as they feel like. So uh, I guess we'll see what happens with that. The one thing about Seth Rollins, I want to say. He, I felt like uh, when they put him and Becky together on TV, as we've talked about, I felt like Seth lost a lot of momentum. Uh, he was booked as this kind of annoying, cheesy type of guy with all of the little cute little comments that him and Becky would make. I felt like both of them lost momentum when they did that. Now they've split him apart on television. I think Seth Rollins is at his best when he's fighting from underneath. Uh, and I think he's really good at getting babyface sympathy. And so, man, can that guy take a Brock Lesnar beating? Maybe better than anybody, that guy can take a Brock Lesnar beating. That was amazing. Yeah, he and... really got his ass kicked. You know? I was told that was one of the only things that changed from last week. The the way that the show was pitched, they made the beatdown more brutal. Right. And, oh, he really. Uh, I would love. You know what? I'd love to know, Sean. I'd love to know when the producers or Vincent Mann or whoever it is, when they are laying this out for Seth Rollins. How does Seth Rollins feel about that? He's like, okay, so he's gonna hit me with some Germans, which you know probably don't feel that good. No. He's, going to, he's going to hit me with some Germans. He's going to F5 me into the ring post. Then what's he going to do? I'm sorry. Oh, he's going to pull me out of the ambulance, and then he's going to – what did he do? F5 me on the stretcher. Sounds on fantastic. On the side of the stretcher. On the side of the stretcher. The side. Right. Ow. Yeah. Yeah. Ow. Like, Man, like, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I definitely think that this is better for Seth, even though it's very redundant. We saw the same thing before Mania. We saw the same thing before uh, Super Showdown in Saudi Arabia. The exact same build. We're seeing it again. It's redundant, but I think that Seth is at his best fighting from uh, from underneath. What about Kevin Owens? i got to tell you, Sean, two or three months ago, if somebody told me Kevin Owens is going to pin Drew McIntyre clean on SmackDown, I don't know if I would have believed it two or three months ago, Sean. Yeah, I know, you know? and, and I, I like it. It's, I like it's, it. He's getting was, over, too. He's getting over. Damn, it was a damn good match, too. Yeah. Boy, they threw it all out there. They like, did. The stunners and... Uh, the the white noise off the middle rope, the swinging side slam, I loved all of that. It was fantastic. And the unfortunate thing is they got guys like Drew McIntyre who was poised in November to become the next main eventer. And since then, I don't know how many interviews I can hear him say where he says he works harder than everybody else and that everybody that complains doesn't work hard enough because he's getting 50 50 right now at mm-hmm. best mm-hmm. losing all the time yeah and okay so they're mortgaging the fact that they protected him for a while last year into whatever the hell he's doing this year which is losing yeah all the time yeah and being losing a lackey to cedric Losing to Cedric, yep. losing to Kevin Owens, yep. losing to Reigns over and over and over again. Yep, and okay. being and being a lackey too. Yeah, losing to our truth and Roman last month. Like, yeah, yeah, and being being a lackey. Yep. Uh, shout outs to Alex Anderson for the super chat. He says this is for a round on me while in Toronto. Thanks for being the go. conduit, JV, and thanks for uh, loving the grind, Sean. I'm hearing a little feedback on your audio, Jimmy. Are you? Yeah, a little bit of static. But this is a good time for me to remind you guys, if you want your question or statement read on the air, donate a Super Chat any amount. Uh, But this week, I answered over six dozen questions, over 70 questions on the Fightful Select Q. Make sure you guys check that out. And Jimmy, we talk about redundant. We talk about over and over. 
The vertebraker's not redundant. We never see that anymore. It's true. We never see Shane Helms unfightful anymore. But damn it, you know what? You're about to right now because I interviewed the man. Here you go. You'd also done some promoting. I mean, you, when I say that you were involved in almost every aspect of pro wrestling, it, I mean, short. I, did you do any refereeing when you were younger? Yeah, I was a referee at 15. I actually skipped my senior prom to referee a match with the Rock and Roll Express. Ricky Morton was your prom date. Well, you know. Tell him who. <laughs> so uh, you've got all that input, and I don't think it was a surprise WWE picked you up. I mean, it was one of those situations where they were moving towards a lot of different people who had been in different aspects of wrestling. Uh, how did promoting help you in that regard, or has it? Because, I mean, when you're doing that, you're dealing with an awful lot of people at one time, making sure they show up, making sure they listen, listen making sure they time things right. Well, I mean, I still speak the language of the boys. You know, it's going to be hard for me ever to not be one of the boys. You know what I mean? So I know what they're going through. When things aren't going your way, you know, it's easy to be in that bubble when it's all about me. It's all about me. And when you're a performer, sometimes you have to be like that. But sometimes you got to take a step back and go, you know, we're trying to tell a bigger story here. So as an agent, sometimes you're kind of doing a lot of therapy. You're more Dr. Phil yeah. than anything is sometimes. But like I said, I've been that performer that sometimes things weren't going my way. And I've been that performer sometimes where everything was going my way. Yeah. So, you know, you got to navigate those waters. And for people that haven't been in those positions, sometimes for the first time, that could be tough. Uh, at some point, I want to go in-depth with you on the vertebraker and all that for making a finisher. But you weren't allowed to do that once you got to WWE. But a few years ago, we see Seth Rollins busting it out. And I'm sure you got tagged hundreds of times in that. Uh, what were your thoughts when you saw that? Have you ever spoken to him about that? I, I think we said something about it, but it was nothing bad. Like, yeah. you know, I didn't invent the vertebraker, you know, so um, I had no problems with anybody doing it. But when WWE, you know, that was a time in the business where a lot of guys that got hurt were pile drivers, so they just eliminated all pile driver type maneuvers except for the tombstone. But all the other pile drivers got eliminated. And, I mean, basically my boss said don't do it. So I'm one of those weird people. I kind of do what my boss says. And at the same time, there was only about three people I could even pick up yeah. at that particular time. Everybody was gigantic back then, so it wasn't a big deal for me. I didn't mind doing the eye of the hurricane. I actually invented that move, so that was that was fine with me. As we wrap up, you, you've got your podcast going again, a unique look at any different number of things. And, and I've always told people that, when you're interested in something, the amount of insight that you can provide is almost unmatched. What is that like uh, when you are able to do your show, balancing that with your road schedule now? Well, I mean, because WWE has, been, has graciously let me you know, fulfill all my commitments that I had agreed to prior, the schedule for the last three or four months has been about to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> so being able to squeeze the podcast in as much as I can, actually the last, <laughs> the last uh, two weeks, I got attacked. I hope you saw that. LAX. Um, those are two guys I really loved in TNA, too, by the way. Impact, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Scott. Um, what the hell was I talking about? You were talking oh, about the podcast. podcast. Yeah, so for the last two weeks, I, I wasn't able to do it. We were in Europe, and then this week I was only home for a day and a half, and I just I couldn't. Well, you know, actually I started talking about uh, Ashley Macero, and then I just got kind of bummed out, and I put it on pause, and then I just didn't have time to go back. So uh, I'm going to redo it. And I'll get one out next week. But it's fun. You know, you've done a million of them. Yeah. It's, it's not as easy as just getting on the microphone jibber-jabbering. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'm tired. Sometimes, well, if you know my podcast, most of the time <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I just hope something good comes up. And so far it has. Shane, I want to thank you so much, man. Nice to finally meet you. Make sure make sure that he tells you about the pterodactyls because I used to smash him in fantasy football all the time. Didn't I beat you this year? Didn't I beat you this year? Who's the champs? But I beat you. What? What matters, Super Bowl or preseason? I'm just, I'm just going to take this. We're out. We're back. Get off your phone, Jimmy. Uh, I have to try to keep the lights on in the office here, Sean. It's kind of the important. Generator. It's kind of important. I meant, you know, keeping the bills paid. That's what I meant. Yeah, I'm aware. I, I uh, yeah. So let's talk about SummerSlam cons. Roman Reigns, go ahead, Sean. Oh, God. <laughs> it really it had that much effect on you. It was so bad, Jimmy. Like, the idea of who attacked Roman Reigns is great. I yes. like that. Unless it's Samoa Joe. Okay, we don't need that. He's beaten him a bunch of times. But who cares? But the question of who attacked him, that's great. 
all the angles? I don't know. We, we heard about Roman Reigns accidentally knocking out a cameraman on the set of Hobbs and Shaw. I think that cameraman showed up at SmackDown, set up a bunch of cameras everywhere, mm-hmm. and then pushed over a lighting rig on Roman Reigns. What the hell, Jimmy? Like you, I like the cliffhanger idea. Uh, I'm questioning if it might be Braun Strowman because that's something Braun Strowman would do. Uh, but uh, like you, my issue was, and I watched it back a few times, and I know you watched it back a few times, the rigging very clearly from one angle landed on him. Like from yes. one angle, it very clearly landed on Roman Reigns. But then when they did the follow-up, he's laying behind it kind of, like it really didn't hit him. And But the thing to me that was the strangest about the whole thing, let me ask you this question, Sean. Let's say you were ever in a situation where somebody pushed a, a heavy object over onto you uh, and you're able to get up and dust yourself off. Would you just kind of slowly walk away like, meh? Or would you be like, who the hell did that? And be running around asking everybody questions. How would you respond if somebody pushed something like that down onto you like that? Well, you might not even know. You might have just thought it fell, first off. But I'll tell you one thing. If I saw something coming and it was coming towards me, I wouldn't move backwards. I'd move to the side. <laughs> could have done that, too. Could have done Just that, take too. Take a step backwards, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I could have done that, too. But I, I really didn't like Roman's reaction. I thought his reaction kind of deadpanned the whole thing. It's almost like somebody told him, here's the creative plan for tonight. And Roman Reigns was like, shit. So somebody he kind says, of... I wish this was pre-taped. It was pre-taped. They thought that was the best thing. Was it oh, pre-taped? Man. That was pre-taped? Yes. Yes. No way. Really? I was what I was told, yeah. And huh. that was the uh, intended amount of time for it. Really? Okay. Uh, one other thing that I didn't care about for SmackDown, you know, I love the idea of Charlotte versus versus Trish Stratus. I like the idea yeah. for that match. Trish is going to get a major reaction in Toronto. She can still go even though she's like 44 years old. I like the idea for that match. What I hate about WWE, and this has been a Vince McMahon trait, Sean. Vince McMahon sucks with the little details. And he mm-hmm. has long sucked with the little details. And so Vince McMahon basically decided, okay, uh, let's just, I don't know, Trish is going to talk to Lawler. Lawler's from Memphis. Trish is going to talk to Lawler. Charlotte's going to come out. There's your match. All right. Why would Trish Stratus, who's from the Toronto area, why would Trish Stratus go to Memphis, Tennessee, just to do a live in-ring interview with Jerry Lawler. Why would she do that? I said it last week, SmackDown, after Charlotte Flair lost, after she was upset, she shouldn't have said, my opponent's going to be better. She should have just flat out said, you know what? I want a better opponent. I want Trish Stratus. I didn't see her at Raw Reunion, or I would have challenged her then. Right. That gives a reason to even be in the goddamn country, Jimmy. Yeah, or they could have even had Trish Challenger. They could, have, yeah. they, could have, they could have had jury law. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Say, you know, I've got a special guest who's got something to say. Trish comes out and says, I was on vacation. I saw Charlotte say that she wants to challenge, you know, she wants a, a challenge from like somebody, and I'm here to accept it. It's going to be in Toronto, my hometown. I'm here to accept it. That would have made more sense. But instead, they had Trish Stratus in Memphis, Tennessee, when she's from Toronto, and they had Jerry Lawler go, so uh, some of those legends are Raw Reunion. Yeah, they kind of wonder if they might want to get in the ring again. You ever feel like getting in the ring again, Trish? And I'll Trish tell you is, what, Trish- I, feel, I feel like you're not having feedback again. But hey, uh, Trish Stratus came out there and was like, oh, you know what? I'm a mom now, even right. though I wrestled three times last year. 
I don't think I could get back in the ring. What? You mean six months after the last time I did? No way, mister. Yeah, it wasn't very good. I, I will say that I thought Trisha's promo was great when Charlotte got in there. I thought Trisha's promo was great, but uh, yeah, it was... Whatever connector you're using for your headphones or mic, adjust it. I'm getting so much static, like something is barely plugged in. I can't do Mike. nothing, so Brady's got to figure it out on his side. Sounds like you're gnawing on a bag of Pop Rocks, somebody says. Is that bad? Yeah, it's 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 really... Hey, how about now? All I did Perfect. was pick this thing nope. up. Nope. Nope. It's still bad? Crash! Well, I guess it's the Sean Ross Sapp show here. Sean Ross Sapp's list. Next up on my list... Why is it that we cannot have more than one live show in this media room without fuck-ups. Why is that? I think we've had one total, Sean, since April. One. Hell, I don't know. I don't know. Brady, turn down my mic a little bit, see if that makes a difference. I just love it. I just love it. Should I even continue? You know what? How about I throw the topics to you, and then you can just talk about them? Goddamn right. Let's go. That? That's what I'm here for. All right. AEW on TNT. They've announced Cody Rhodes against Sammy Guevara for the first show, and they've announced Kenny and the Bucks against Jericho and two mystery partners. Go. Man, your static is shit. Now that I can um, do about it. Now that ah, I can. Ah. Anyway, <laughs> I, I like Cody and Sammy Guevara. It is a clash of styles. That That's something that you need on your opening show. Uh, you need somebody who... WWE fans might know if they're checking this out for the first time. That's Cody Rhodes. Uh, he's probably going to beat Sammy. That I, I, I'm cool with. I like the idea of Kenny Omega and the Bucks against Chris Jericho and two mystery opponent mystery partners. I hope they don't announce until then. And then I hope, hope that they actually reveal it on the show. And it is it is a a legit surprise. If it's like the Dark Order or private party, all due respect to those teams, I don't need it. I don't think it's going to be, it won't be the Dark Order or private party. It might be the Dark Order that's hacking your goddamn microphone over there by the looks of it. It's still that bad? Yeah! I don't know, Brady, what can we do, bud? Yeah. All right, well, this is going to be the Sean show until then. What about uh, Marco Stunt? Now you're talking too close to the microphone, Jimmy! Dude, I'm trying to find a way to make this thing work properly. While sitting on your recliner, all happy. At least I have that. And I got my beer, you too. You do have that. You do have that. You do yeah. have your beer. Yeah. Uh, somebody says, cables are touching to get that static. This, this is what I love is a complete train wreck. No, they're not. Cables aren't touching. Hmm. Nope. Anyway, uh, AEW on TNT, uh, that's, I mean, I, I'm still waiting to hear back from AEW. If they do a media situation like they have in the back. And in, in the past, I'm going to go. I'm going to hit up the scrums and all that, or myself or Jeremy, one or the other. Uh, Jimmy, try to unplug your mic pack. All that. Oh, my God. Jimmy, ow, you, shit. You told me to unplug the mic pack. Ah! <laughs> uh, Marco Stunt is now exclusive <laughs> with AEW. Jimmy, have some respect. <laughs> You said unplug the mic pack, so I this unplugged the mic pack. Crap. This is miserable. How can we do this to our viewers? How can we do this to our listeners? I'm just shooting here. Just shooting. Sean Ross Sapp shoots hard on audio equipment. Well, anyway, Marco Stunt signed with AEW, and, uh, man, it caused a bit of a stir among the indie wrestling community. There was a wrestler that sounded off and was like, man... I've watched wrestling since I was six years old and saw guys like Steve Austin and Triple H and all these guys, and it's a disgrace that this dude got uh, signed, and boy, everybody rushed to his uh, rushed to his defense, which I, I kind of like, because Marco Stunt looks like nobody else, and if you don't have Marco Stunts and you don't have Spike Dudley's, you got to have that, that variance. I was just going to say, what about Spike Dudley? What about the static? God, Is it really damn. that bad? Hey, Brady, it's what can we do here, man? Get a new microphone. Anyway, Does yeah. You got, Does that mic you work? Got, you got the likes of, of Spike Dudley. You got the likes of uh, Rey Mysterio to, to a more exhilarating degree. But, like, 
think about how much that feud with Spike Dudley helped out Mike Awesome in ECW. Him beating the living shit out of Spike Dudley helped make him. Spike Dudley helped the Dudley boys be even more over uh, on numerous occasions. <sighs> I would respond to you, but apparently I can't. No, this is the stupid people segment. Apparently this it is, is. This is it. Well, can I? Can you turn your mic on and bring it over here? Yeah, that, that's that's the best best one. Uh, Hannah says she's about to mail you her microphone. My God, my God. I'm done with this one forever. This. Michael Aaron says that Toronto Tech. Thank you for the super chat. If you guys want to donate super chats, oh my God, a mic drop. That's he right. dropped the mic. Yes, I did. Bring this is. Here's the thing. When we used to have these errors, it was charming. It was, it was like people were like, ha those errors, that crazy Melissa. It's all time. We, ha we have them so much now. My God. It would. <laughs> he's about to knock, he's about to what knock happened? it over. We're, we're getting the cameo here. Mm. Mm. Can you unplug this or something? Like it's a stupid song. It just goes on and on. Can like, you, is MJF over there? He disconnected my mic one time. Can you hear me on this? Yeah, kind of. Barely. Okay, well, how about now? Not now. You sound like you're in a goddamn tin can. So whatever mic I'm hearing you from is not that one, Jimmy. Really? Turn off my other yeah. mic, Brady. This whole thing and is... And here's the thing. I'm still hearing the static. Well, they got to turn the other one off. He's got to turn the other one off. This whole thing is going to go on the uh, whatever reel, the blooper reel. The blooper reel, yeah. Uh, it's going to be a long one. This is the Fightful Select Troubleshooting Podcast is what this is. And now we can't hear you at all. We can't hear you at all. So this is actually an improvement. This is um, – Jimmy, don't say nothing if I get a raise. Wow. Jimmy, don't say nothing if I get a 20-year, six-figure contract annually. Damn! Why did you give me the mic without turning it on? Perfect. Perfect. Amazing. Let's talk about wrestling now. Is it on now? Jesus Christ. How's the volume of this? It's fantastic, Jimmy. Jesus Christ. And the sound quality is infinitely better. Is it? Than, than you sounding like you're auditioning for Skid Row. Are you ready to fucking rock? I think I want to go to Skid Row after this podcast today. I think I do. Maybe I can get something a little bit stronger than this. Might have to do that. All right, let's try to move on if I can, Sean. I wanted to ask you about a rumor. Actually, I don't think it was a rumor. I think it was speculation, and you mentioned it on one of the podcasts, and I really liked it. And it was a suggestion for when NXT goes on Wednesdays. Your suggestion was that they merge NXT with 205 Live and have Daniel Bryan be the featured talent. I like it. Who came up with that? Uh, Simon Willis, the guy who does the Ace Cast, he's had uh, myself, Anna Bauer, Andrew Thompson. He's been on a couple of our like when he's a, a fifty dollar tier member here and there. And one of the shows that he requested, when you do that, you can uh, request a show and you can be on it. And he did requested that we do Fightful Books at shows, and that's one of the ideas he threw out, and I love it. Two hundred five Live is it, it's gotten more buzz over the last couple of weeks because of Drake and Gable and Canellis. But I think that merging that, making a two-hour show on FS1, and making Daniel Bryan the main guy is great. Can you imagine Daniel Bryan and Matt Riddle feuding on that show? I think Daniel Bryan would love that spot because he would get to work with all this new talent. Jimmy, I'm impressed at how good you sound right now. Why don't I always have this fucking mic instead of the piece of shit clip on? <laughs> the hell? You know how much money, dude, I've spent on this media room, Sean? I have spent tens of thousands of dollars. I mean, I, Jimmy, I spent $1,000 on audio equipment and video equipment myself exactly. last week. I've spent tens of thousands of dollars, and I got a clip-on mic I could probably get at Walmart for $10. The hell? Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, clip-on mics are generally not the highest of quality. Well, I'm using this from now on, but right now I'm having to, like, use arm strength. Because it's not standing up. So right now, I need to use, like, some force to keep it from falling over. So it's awesome. But I will use this one from now on. I will use this from now so, on. Somebody on the Super Chat says, what are the top five worst wrestling entrance themes? Now, come on. You got you to gotta do it within reason. We can't run off a full list, but Chuck and Billy was one of my least favorites. 
Um, oh, dude. It just wasn't. I mean, it was it was cute for what they did, but right right to uh, censor, right to censor. Although it was annoying, honestly, I thought Dean Ambrose's was one of the worst. And it was just I, a loop. And if I'm being very honest, I think that the New Days has a lot a lot to be desired. I like New Days. I think that you ever notice that when Kofi comes out, especially if they've already had Xavier and Big E out already, so they already had Big E's entrance. When Kofi comes out, all he has is that duh, like that, and the crowd doesn't react to Kofi's entrances because the music doesn't really, it doesn't drive that kind of reaction. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of it. Uh, okay, I want to ask you about something else that came out. So there are rumors about NXT Canada. Uh, next week, when WWE is in Toronto, they are actually going to be doing tryouts in Mississauga, Ontario, which is very unusual because normally they'll just fly Canadian talent to Orlando for tryouts there. And this has led to speculation that WWE is toying with the notion of having an NXT Canada office and Santino Morella's name has been attached to it because he has a school in Mississauga called Battle Arts Academy. Uh, have you heard any more about that? I haven't, but I'll look into it next week. I'll be talking to an awful lot of people that would that would know, so I will uh, talk. You know what? Have you seen the Battle Arts facility? It's a pretty damn nice one. I've seen pictures so, of it. Yeah, I've seen so pictures of it. So I think that he's, he's probably a pretty qualified guy as it pertains to running an operation like that. And here's the thing. Here's the thing I like about Santino. He knows comedy wrestling. He knows tag team wrestling. He knows singles wrestling. Uh, he's worked... I mean, he's got shoot experience, and he's got two. Now, as it pertains to him knowing what it takes to be a serious main eventer, well, I think he's probably picked up a thing, thing or two here and there. He's worked with everybody. I will say this. If that comes to fruition, that's going to be a blow to Impact Wrestling because Impact Wrestling has a, has a relationship with Santino. They've done tapings with him before. Uh Impact. I've I've been hearing about how the uh, the draw in Windsor it's really it's dropped off, and it's because yeah. they run Windsor too often. And obviously they run Windsor often because that Demore's got a connection. They probably get the venues that they run for cheap or free because of the Demore connection. And so uh, if the crowds are dropping off, Santino would be one of these guys that you could easily hook up with. Uh, it'll be a, a, a loss for them if that happens, but it would be great for Santino. Can you imagine? He'd have this guaranteed money coming in every month. That'd be a, a big thing for him. Well, Smash Wrestling, one of the guys that were behind it kind of told me, they're like, yeah, there was a real saturation of the market. It's caused a downswing in Canada, in Ontario specifically. Right. So, uh, man, yeah, it's it, it's wild to think that considering the nature of everything. But we're about to see a categorically different independent wrestling scene come October than we've ever seen. There's going to be a lot of these people, honestly, that you all see me talk to next week. And in four or five months – when they're popping up at Bola and they're popping up at like all these big indie shows and they're doing all these viral videos, you'll be like, oh, okay, well, the landscape's changing. AEW's coming through and signing all these desir this desirable indie talent, and they're not going to be on the indies anymore. Yeah. And Ring of Honor's going to have to pick up the slack and sign a bunch of them too. Uh, they'll, they'll still allow them to work, but we see that Impact's not rolling over. They signed to Neil Dashwood. Yeah. So there are shockwaves just going through the entire industry. Rhino, too? Yeah. Yeah, Rhino. I want to move on and talk about Era Lucha, uh, the great outfit called Era Lucha. Why? But before, Why? Well, you're going to know in a minute, but before we talk about Era Lucha, in connection with Era Lucha, I have to say, let's go to stupid people. Man. Stupid people is what this segment's called. You might wonder why we do it. It's not about wrestling at all. Used to be WWE's weekly usage of stupid nicknames, which we did hoping they'd stop giving wrestlers lame names. But it didn't work, so we gave up. And the new segment we came up with is Stupid People. Stupid people, stupid people. Duh. Nope. So anyone that's been a, a regular on this podcast knows that we are an investor in Aralucha. Uh We did it for fun because Aralucha, from the time it was announced that this group was going to be uh, accepting fan investment, we knew it was going to go nowhere. And so I chose to invest $250 because that was the tier that was required in order to get a Lucha mask and a T-shirt. And I told Sean, well, this group's not going to do shit, so at least I can get a Lucha mask and a T-shirt. And I did get it. Ever since then, this group has been a complete embarrassment to, to the wrestling industry. We're talking Jeff Jarrett, Global Wide Wrestling Fool's Gold level of embarrassment. 
Uh, and about a month ago, they sent out a, uh, a little survey to their investors. And this is the thing that kills me, Sean. What kills me is that they don't send these new le- newsletters to consumers. They don't send them to fans. They send them to their investors that have invested money into them. And that's what it makes it even hey, worse. I hate to use this term, but their marks is who they send it to. Well, you're, maybe. The definition. But here is term. here is what happened. So in a previous little investor update email that they sent out, they included a survey, and the survey was designed supposedly to ask investors for their feedback on how to make the Lucha, Aero Lucha non-existent product better. But they included questions about CBD oil. And when I saw that, I said to Sean, these fuckers are actually putting advertisers, sponsors that they're getting paid on. They're actually putting that into an investor update email, which is so low rent and so unprofessional. So what did they do this time, Sean? Their July investors update email was basically unsolicited spam peddling CBD products on which they are getting a commission. I have a screenshot of the email. Brady, put that up. You didn't even send it to me. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. Brady, put it up. This is the actual email that they sent to their investors that includes a big green button at the bottom. Get my free muscle recovery rub, CBD oil. All you do is pay shipping. They sent this to their investors, Sean. That's so stupid. Unsolicited spam. They sent it to their investors, and it gets better. See at the very top there where it says click here to watch the video below? So basically, Jason Brown, who is, I don't know what the hell his title is, I don't know, a president or founder or whatever. President of a company that hasn't run in 14 months. Jason Brown had the gall to release a video update, and all he did on this video update was peddle CBD products. And we have a clip because I want to show you this, Sean. He was so nervous when he was filming this this little thing because he knew that he was peddling shit, right? He knew he was peddling shit, and he was so nervous that he had dry mouth, and he kept on having to pause to swallow, you know? So I have a little clip that I want to show that I want to put up that shows us. Go ahead, Brady. We sent out a survey, I guess it was three or four weeks ago, uh, and asked some questions about the length of our show uh, as we're developing everything, where you guys want to see it, how much you wanted to watch TV, and something else we, we put in there was regarding uh, a topic that uh, we're in discussions with uh, certain manufacturers for CBD products. Uh, one of the things that we really wanted to test out and do, and one of the benefits that I believe being fan-owned allows us to do, is we get to ask you guys questions. We get to have a direct communication with you guys. So instead of just... Now, Jimmy, you, you know what? Here's the funny thing. Let me let me run down the list of some of the talent that have worked Aralucha. Phoenix, Rey Mysterio, Sammy Guevara, Shane Strickland, Willie Mack, ACH, Puma King, Darby Allen, Kylie Ray, Trey Miguel of the Rascals, Hurricane, Taya Valkyrie, Juventud Guerrera, Super Crazy, Carlito, Low Key, James Storm. Uh, this is just some of them. Like John Hennigan, Roosh, Garza Jr., Daga, some good talent, Pentagon. They were supposed to uh, start their television tapings over a year ago. Uh, obviously, that never happened. This group is going nowhere. It's basically uh, this Jason Brown guy along with the Harris brothers. These are the guys behind it. Uh, it's going nowhere. It's an embarrassment. Again, I invested in it to get the T-shirt and the mask. And we joked about it before because, you know, we thought it was so stupid and funny and they weren't going to go anywhere. But when you are now sending unsolicited spam, peddling products that you're getting commission on to people that invested money in you, I can't believe he doesn't see how embarrassing that is. I can't understand how he thinks that's a good idea. Like, this is up there. Do you remember Wrestling Retribution Project? Vaguely. With Jeff Katz? Uh, vaguely, not really. Like, that Jericho helped fund, and, like, Kenny Omega even told a story about how he broke a chandelier when he was filming and had to work for free for the rest of the tapings. And the footage, like, never got released, and it had all these people that are stars. Like, if you saw that roster now, you'd be like, how did they fail? Right. But it's... What the hell is this? And, I mean, come on. You got the Harris brothers running the damn thing. Yeah. That's bad news already. Yeah, and I don't know what this Jason Brown's background is, but he's he's clearly a shyster. That the guy's out there peddling CBD products claiming, oh, we're doing this because you asked for it. Because on the survey, the overwhelming response we got is that you want—you're so full of shit. 
No one gives a shit. You're peddling it because you get a commission. This is very much like Jeff Jarrett with the Fool's Gold, and it's embarrassing, and you should be ashamed of yourself because it's fucking this, embarrassing. This is nothing like Blue Chew that Jimmy uses to get his dick super hard. Yeah, nothing like no, that. No, nothing like that. Nothing like that. All right, let's let's move on and talk about uh, a couple more stories. So this one was reported by the Plymouth Herald on July fifth. Oh, you're gonna like this one, Sean. There's a fifty. Okay. There's a fifty-one year old anti-Semitic extremist out of London, England. His name is uh, Tristan Morgan. He tried to set fire to a local Jewish synagogue, but you know what they say? Karma's a bitch. We got a video clip. They put, they do say that. Put the clip up, uh, Brady. Well, I could talk over this, right? There he's lighting it. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> look at his hair smoking. Look at his hair smoking. Look at it. Look at it. Oh, oh! One more time. Amazing. One more time. And boom! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah. They got him on surveillance. He uh, pleaded guilty to arson as well as two charges uh, under the Terrorism Act. And uh, I don't know about his sentence, but that's what happened. So One of my favorite, like, I got, I started using Reddit once we got Fightful, like pretty well into Fightful, like a year and a half in. And I didn't know anything about it. But now my favorite community on there is Justice Served, where it's people doing dumb shit and then getting the karma that they deserve. I'm sure this is on there. One of my favorites. I'm sure it must be. Yeah, this last one is for the uh, SRS file, if I can get my page turned. This one was sent in by Cami Hutton on Twitter. And, hey. Uh, reported by Unilad on July 29th. So there was a 12-year-old boy in China, and he was determined to finish a school uh, report, and he was constantly fighting the, the urge to sleep, right? But he had to get the school report done. What did he do to try to stay awake? Hmm. He cut his dick off. He shoved a four-inch acupuncture needle up his penis. We have a picture. Look at this. No! Look at that. See that? Look at that. See that right there on the x-ray? Yeah. So, looks like he's got to take a shit. Well, he, he shoved it up his dick. He finally confessed to his parents. He was rushed to the hospital. He had emergency surgery, and he will be okay. But that's what he did. What do you think of that? Ow. Why? Because he thought it would help him stay awake so he could get the school report done. Help him stay awake. Like, Jesus Christ, that's some prehistoric shit. By the way, I just got word that this Monday's uh, WWE live event in Bowling Green, Kentucky, has been canceled. Which is probably smart if they're going to keep doing the wild card. You know, probably a smart decision. We saw the one in Fort Myers. How many people were there? Were you able to ever get that number? No. Okay. Wasn't good. Uh, I want to tell one more story. I was going to tell this story last week, and we ran out of time. And this is about a little ticket scandal story that I want to talk to you about. Did you hear what happened with Live Nation? No. All right. So the reason I want to tell this story is that it could potentially impact pro wrestling, uh, which is why I wanted to mention it. Live Nation, for anybody not familiar, they are an international live events promoter and a ticket manager. And they're also the owner of Ticketmaster. And Billboard broke the story that Live Nation on at least a dozen occasions that they've actually admitted to, release tickets to events on resale sites like StubHub before they release them at face value to the public, and they did so so that they could earn secondary marked-up prices. Uh, It came to light because uh, they were setting up a Metallica concert in February of 2017, and there was a phone call between a rep from Metallica and executives from Live Nation in which they agreed that they were going to put 88,000 tickets for sale on resale sites first before they put them to the public so they could uh, earn these, uh, these marked up prices. One of the guys from Live Nation recorded the call, left Live Nation, started up a competing business and released the phone call. In order to try to damage Live Nation, oftentimes when you would hear about instant sellouts, Sean... It was utter nonsense. They would what they would do is they would release a thousand tickets to Ticketmaster. They would release say the other twenty thousand plus to to resale sites, and then they would tout it as an instant sellout. Uh, now again, there's only been a dozen shocker Metallica involved too in in some greedy plan. I'm yep. just shocked. Yeah. Now there's only there's only been about a dozen cases that Live Nation has admitted to. 
uh, but there could have been several other cases. It's mostly been about uh, concerts, but I wanted to mention it because you don't know if this could affect pro wrestling, and uh, and that's why I thought it was an interesting story to mention. I was going to mention it last week, but we ran out of time. Yeah, that, that could have pretty big implications. I mean, we, we see and hear about that all the time. Right. It's Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and here's the thing. If they admitted to dozens of times, it probably happened hundreds of times. I bet you it still happens. Yeah, probably. Because how are you going to prove it? Apparently, they were they were opening just multiple accounts yeah. on like StubHub, multiple accounts, and then they were just releasing blocks at a time because they wanted to spread it out so it didn't look obvious. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's stupid, but yeah, it makes sense. I could see why they would do that. But uh, hopefully wrestling wasn't caught up in that, but you never know. Yeah, you never know. That's why I wanted to mention it. So next week, so long as the audio works, and we're going to have to work on audio for two people. So as long as the audio works, Sean Ross Sapp will be right here with me doing this live. That is going to be uh, dandy. <laughs> and, and Sean Ross Sapp might, might get a shot at the Fightful Championship next week. We'll Whoa. see. I got to track down Melissa. She doesn't ever want to show up. Yeah, you might have to find her. Thermostat Mind, thank you for the super chat, says, uh, any Jimmy Van thoughts on new legacy Guerrero, Bichette, and Biggio? He doesn't have a damn clue who that is. Sorry. And any J, are, are the Blue Jays minor leaguers Casey Clemens, Griff Conine, the Manu, and Sim Snooker? Jimmy, you don't know who the hell those people are, do you? I don't follow. Are you talking about the, the Blue Jays minor league team? Yes. I do not follow the Jays enough to know who they are. However, I did hear that the Stroman trade pissed off general managers around the league. I heard about that. Did you hear about that? Uh, barely. I'm, I just follow the Reds. So Okay, so they traded Marcus Stroman, who was one of their starting pitchers, mm-hmm. uh, and they mostly got back prospects for him. And yeah. I saw an interview with uh, uh, a, a broadcaster who spoke anonymously with other general managers in the league that were pissed off that the Blue Jays set the market for a starting pitcher at that level mm-hmm. because they felt they weren't going to be able to part with any of their starters now if they were trying to get anything good in return. I tell you what, the Reds have made a bunch of trades this week, so we'll see how that all ends up. Oh, my God. Then, did you see my alternate commentary, Jimmy? No. Yasiel Puig had just been traded a half an hour before and still went out and had a bench-clearing brawl with the team he just got traded from. Really? I saw that. Really? Oh, my God. He's... He came to Cincinnati, and everybody said, attitude issues, attitude issues. He's been nothing but great. And not only that... He was go. He was literally swinging for his team that traded him. Wow! After he got traded, that man. It, there is no better way that you can leave the city of Cincinnati than swinging fists at somebody wearing the colors black and gold. There Did, are no no way. Maybe he had locker room issues with his former team. Yeah, yeah, the the Dodgers for sure. Okay. But he's been nothing but great. And uh, man, I'm gonna miss him. Gonna miss Scooter Jeanette. Excited for Trevor Bauer. I was talking to a WWE wrestler about that trade because uh, do a little back and forth, Reds and Indians. So I'm excited to see how that ends up. But guys, next week, I'm going to be in uh, Toronto. Uh, guys, go follow Carlos Toro 360 tomorrow. He starts in the wrestling beat for us. He's going to be trying that out. You guys probably know him from the boxing side of things. He'll be still be doing some stuff there. But Carlos uh, is... Really, uh, really, really great at uh, what we want from him for Fightful. He's able to do a lot of stuff that a lot of people don't do. He's interviewed wrestlers in Spanish and translated it to English, something that you don't get out of a lot of other sites. Go show him some support. But hey, leave us a thumbs up on this video. I tell you guys that every single week. Maybe a thumbs, thumbs down when they hear that, that previous audio. Maybe a thumbs no, down. No, thumbs up all the way. <laughs> I can't tell you guys how important this is to YouTube. And I don't know why, but it is. So when you hit that thumbs up on each video, it lets YouTube know that you like us. If you comment, even if you're in the live chat, tell us what you think of the audio issues. Tell us what you think of the show. Leaving comments on the comment board also helps us out. So help us out. What the hell? What are you doing? FightfulSelect.com. Retro review drops tomorrow. WWE Armageddon 2008. I also have the Fightful Backstage Report podcast. Also filming a little something extra for you guys for when I'm gone next week. Jimmy, you excited to see me? Eh, about as excited as I can be. Do we bring Disco Inferno with me again this time? You know what? I think I might have spotted him in Vegas and didn't realize it until later. Really? I think so. He's huh. got a, He's got a beard now, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I did. 
A lot of people were <laughs> people sending me pictures of you staring at a mic pack. <laughs> that mic pack, that mic pack. If if not for the fact that we can't open the windows in the building, it'd be going out one. Oh, phenomenal! Yeah. Until next time, guys. We're out. Subscribe to Fightful on YouTube for the latest exclusive podcast, interviews, and news across boxing, MMA, and pro wrestling. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.